0: Hello, and welcome to episode 50 of everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose. I am here today to ask life's tough old questions, such as can pigs really pull their hamstrings? <laughs> uh, we got a lot to cover today. Uh, like I said, this is episode 50. Uh, it's a monumental episode almost because we're almost to 100. I've been doing this for almost two years. We should be there by now, but it took a hiatus, took a season off. Here we, we're starting again here, and this is the second annual. Episode. So let's hit the theme song, and we'll get our spooky going. it is man that's our second official halloween theme song i only bust that out on the holidays and the special occasions so uh, uh don't get used to that one folks <laughs> so uh how's everyone's week man uh i'm doing pretty good uh this is actually coming out the night before halloween so this gives you a chance to uh to uh brush up on your uh your scare tactics and all that good stuff um <clears throat> Now, for those of you who listened to last year's episode, this is going to be a continuation of that. It's going to be an annual thing. Um, I'm only going to do this once a year, and um, we'll get into that in a minute. But um, first, I got to say, you know, I've been uh, I've been uh, horror movie marathoning. I do every year, and I, I do a different theme every single year. So uh, last year, oh, what was last year? I think. Uh, I think I was at, I was running short on time last year, so I usually try to spread it out through the entire month of October. Uh, last year, I did uh, Evil Dead one, two, uh, Army of Darkness, and then Halloween night. Ended up with the, the recent Evil Dead. In um, <clears throat> years prior, I've done um, you know all the the Hellraiser movies, one one uh, movie per night leading up to Halloween. A um, couple years back, I did uh, every. Single Friday the Thirteenth, then I followed that up with every single Nightmare on Elm Street, and on Halloween night, ended up with Freddy vs Jason. Um, <clears throat> I think what I do years prior to that was the uh, the classic Universal monster movies. There's so many of them. It's not just Dracula, Mummy, Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Invisible Man. They all spawn sequels too, like obnoxious sequels, like you know Dracula, Dracula's Son, or uh, you know the the Mummy goes to camp, or uh, Frankenstein saves Christmas, um, Dracula goes to jail, you know, <laughs> uh, Invisible Man scared stupid, um, what, what else was there, a Creature from the Black Lagoon goes to Africa, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> they got kind of obnoxious for a while, but this year, I've been doing the uh, Halloween movies, <clears throat> and there's actually, there's eight movies in the series, and not including the Rob Zombie films, there's two of those. So uh, you have 10 total Halloween films. Um, I started with one, two, and I'm going through them. And uh, and, and I actually just uh, recently finished my collection trying to get them all. And I got six, seven, and eight the other day. And I'm going through going, man, I'm missing Halloween 2. I got to get Halloween 2. And this one you can't find anywhere. Nobody carries Halloween 2 for some weird reason. And so I'm scouring, you know, store after store after store going on on the Internet. And I found one copy online and I bought it. oh sweet. And I've got Halloween two coming in. I could finish my uh, my horror franchise here. And uh, so after I purchased it and everything, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I've got the whole Halloween collection. I'll start part two as soon as it gets here go open my uh, my DVD collection and I own part 2 already and I'm missing 3 so uh the, the search began again I had to go hunt down and I found part 3 so that should be coming in the mail any day now um well actually uh, at the time you're hearing this it should have already arrived and uh we'll be getting through all the Halloween movies but um <clears throat> can you really consider Halloween 3 an actual Michael Myers movie considering he's not in the film <laughs> it's called Season of the Witch and it's about witches, so that's kind of stupid, but anyway, um, well, I guess uh, I'll do what we always do, I mean, that, that's our update for the week, let's do our uh, song, um, a Hall- another Halloween-related song, we'll get into our top five, you guys are going to love this, uh, second annual Halloween spooktacular, um, I'm going to play you guys a song, I will see you guys in a couple minutes, here we go. you've been so so can you hear the rumble can you hear the rumble the scar Can't you see that you're lost can't you see that you're lost without me I can feel the thunder that's breaking in your heart I can see through the skies inside you I can feel the thunder that's breaking in your heart I can see God is I can see through the skies inside. Alright, there you have it, man. There's another song I recorded by the band Ghost. Um, the song's like six and a half minutes long, so I, I did cut it down for this episode. Um, just so we can get things going, man. We're already at nine minutes, and we, you don't even know what the top five is. Um, so last year, what I did, I gave a big shout out to one of my favorite podcasts uh, called The Unbelievable Podcast, uh, hosted by Brian Frangi and Phoebe Tires, and now Sebastian Canelli. Uh, I love all three of them. They're, uh, they put on a great show. They do a uh, conspiracy theories um they talk about the unknown uh, paranormal um all the secrets going on in the world and uh basically all kinds of, of uh good stuff they that uh i don't know i don't know it's interesting you know uh, life isn't what it seems and they uh they uh, pull towards that so last year i gave a shout out to them and i did an episode of my top 5 uh favorite conspiracy theories um, I'm a huge fan of the show, uh, I love what they do, and I, uh, I'm i nowhere near as good as them, but um, <clears throat> this year, since I figure it's annual, I'm going to do, uh, let's see, I have six conspiracy theories that spawned films, and in- inspired uh, films, uh, based on their theories. So um, that that I thought would be pretty fun. <coughs> so let's get into that. Number one, uh the Philadelphia experiment, and i you know last year I kind of i kind of uh I told you a little brief uh what's what's the word I'm looking for here I'm having a brain block the, uh, just a little brief segment of what each thing was, but I left it to interpretation for you guys to go do your own research and uh find out more about the uh, the things I was talking about so this time I'm actually going to explain what what some of these things are. And the films that they inspired. So uh, number one is the Philadelphia Experiment. Now, the story behind the the Philadelphia Experiment is that uh, during the chaos of World War II, um, a group of scientists were working for the U.S. Navy, uh, carrying out an experiment that could have altered the face of the battle completely, uh, which was attempting to make a warship invisible. Um, The warship in question was the USS Eldridge uh, docked in the Philadelphia Naval Yard And the experiment supposedly took place in October of 1943. Now, uh, a scientist uh, named Dr. Franklin Reno was said to to be the mind behind the project, uh, having taken inspiration from Einstein's Unified Field Theory. And um, according to the legend, it was a success. They they did it. So uh, not only was the ship rendered invisible, but in subsequent experiments, um, apparently it teleported to another location 200 miles away and back again. So it's crazy. Um the experiment wasn't without its side effects. Um, cuz the sailors the sailors were said to have suffered from a range of ailments including nausea, uh mental trauma, invisibility and spontaneous combustion. Um it's even said that some sailors were found partly embedded in the structure of the ship itself, which is terrifying. Um for its part, uh, the U.S. Navy has always denied that the Philadelphia experiment ever took place, but this is merely added to the claims that the incident was covered up. And despite uh, repeated counterclaims that the experiment is a mixture of hoax and misheard information, uh, the Navy really were looking at ways of making ships undetectable to uh, magnetic torpedoes at the time, uh, which which could have somehow been misinterpreted as invisible. Uh, The legends endured... Uh, partly thanks to books like the Philadelphia Experiment, uh, Project Invisibility. Um, so the the obvious question is, you know, if the U.S. Navy managed to make a ship invisible so long ago, why hasn't this technology become widespread since? And uh, the supporters of the conspiracy would um, argue that the uh, U.S. Navy uses invisibility all the time, but we just can't see the evidence. Dun dun but dun um, <laughs> And that spawned the movie... Um, The Philadelphia Experiment, uh, which they turned into a love story, as they do. And uh, they've actually made a sequel to it. Um, Let's see. A sequel materialized in 1993, and they made a remake in 2012 for the Sci-Fi Channel. So you can check out The Philadelphia Experiment uh, for more information on that. Uh, Number two is the Roswell incident, <clears throat> obviously. <laughs> That's the one that everyone goes goes first to mind, right? Uh, so the conspiracy of the uh, Roswell incident, if you don't know it, is um, on the 8th of July, 1947, uh, the Roswell Daily Record ran a f- front-page story which read, RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. Um, the U.S. military later retracted their initial statement, saying instead that the debris they'd collected was from a crashed weather balloon uh, rather than an unidentified flying object, but it was too late. One of the most discussed and famous conspiracy theories was born. Um, accusations that the uh, the American government had recovered a flying saucer, or at least parts of one, uh, grew in the years that followed, and, and stories began to circulate that living occupants of the craft had been taken to Area 51, a now infamous military base for those that don't know, um in new mexico and by the 1990s a range of books eyewitness accounts tv documentaries and even purported footage of alien autopsies had all materialized all appearing to lend weight to the theory that the u.s government was hiding knowledge of flying saucers and visitors from outer space um there are tons of movies that were based on this uh such as close encounters of the third kind um flight of the navigator um yeah what else what else what else um it actually uh, was inspiration behind the show The X Files, uh, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, <clears throat> how about Independence Day? Uh, that's that's a big one there. <clears throat> and uh, here's a little here's a little side note here. Um, about 12 months before uh, the movie Independence Day came out, a piece of black and white footage purportedly shot at Area 51 first appeared on TV uh appearing to depict the autopsy of a humanoid creature, the 17 minute film caused an immediate fuse in the media despite widespread, suspic- widespread suspicions that it was a hoax. Um so that they uh they had put that on TV, the Alien Autopsy, and I, I actually remember when that aired. It was pretty cool. Um <coughs> say what you will, so. <laughs> Number three The Men in Black. Now this one oh man, okay so we all know the Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith movie Men in Black. They're depicted as the good guys saving saving Earth from evil alien race and stuff. Not really uh, what the Men in Black are. Um, they're pretty frightening, actually. Um, and the conspiracy behind that goes: uh, uh, they're they're uh, sinister figures with connections to UFO conspiracy theories. Uh, the Men in Black are said to turn up in the wake of UFO sightings and have done so since the 1950s. Um, Back to Roswell. Um, They wear dark suits and occasionally drive black Cadillacs. According to some accounts, the men in black are often described as anonymous government agents based on silencing the witnesses of UFO-related events. (coughs) People who have encountered MIBs have also described them as threatening and somehow strange. Some have even suggested that the men in black might actually be aliens or robots. So pretty scary stuff there. Um, the modern men in black phenomenon is thought to have originated in the 1956 book called they knew too much about flying saucers written by Gary Barker. Um, and that book has widely fallen from public consciousness. Uh, it's, you know, try good luck finding that one. And, uh, those close to the author have said that, uh, Barker didn't take ufology all that serious. Um, but he simply wrote about a popular subject to make money. Whether Barker seriously believed in the Men in Black or not, he'd inadvertently created a familiar staple of modern pop culture. So, um, and, you know, we know about the Men in Black movies. There's also another one, um, called, uh, Brother from Another Planet, came out in 1984. Um, basically the same thing. We, there's, uh, been episodes of, uh, The X-Files that have had the Men in Black in them, same as Doctor Who. Um, even, uh, Agent Smith in the Matrix was uh, depicted as a man in black so uh there's all your different depictions there <clears throat> and uh the, you know the other day I, uh, I was hanging out at home and uh you know I'm, I I get really deep into these these theories and stuff and I start researching things and I start opening my mouth and telling people about stuff like this which you shouldn't do but I'm doing it right now so you know whatever and uh the other day I kid you not, man, this black car pulls up in front of my driveway, this dude all in black, black suit, black hat, black briefcase, started knocking on my door. And I did not answer it, but I'm watching him through the mirror and I'm just, I'm just seeing him. He's just pounding on the door, I'm pounding on the door, he's got a briefcase and everything. <coughs> and I'm am I'm certain this dude was a man in black, but um, I don't know, everyone around me keeps suggesting that uh, he was probably here trying to get me to vote for something since the election's coming up. But uh, you know what? I'm alive, I didn't answer the door, so suck a D. (laughs) Number four, uh, the moon landings. Um, That's always been a huge debate topic of the moon landing, or of uh, conspiracy theorists all over the world. Uh, Conspiracy, um, basically, uh, as well as representing one of the largest scientific undertakings in the 20th century history, um, the Apollo missions of the late 1960s were also a key part of the U.S., uh, USSR Cold War Battle for Technological Superiority. Um, this might explain why, shortly after Neil Armstrong first set foot on the moon in '69, uh, some began to suggest that the landings were faked. Um, after all, if America was in a race to get to the moon first, wouldn't it be easier to fake the landings in a studio? <clears throat> I think so. Uh, despite the repeated debunking of the various pieces of evidence put forward in favor of a conspiracy theory, the ripping the rippling flags the perfect footprints and so on uh the suspicion suspicion that the events of the 20th uh of july 1969 took place in a studio still persists in some quarters um it's actually been rumored that they hired stanley kubrick to film uh the moon landing in a studio my theory is we did eventually uh get to the moon but just not when we said we did i think that the what they broadcast on television that day was faked i think we made it to the moon later on. but i'm not going to get into all that right now there's there's too much uh, to go for that um <clears throat> so the movies that that one spawned um there's uh there's one based on a book called we never went to the moon uh by uh, bill casings 1974 uh which seemed to fit right in with the most uh with the post watergate era's atmosphere of distrust and cynicism um <clears throat> the same could be said of writer and director uh peter hyams uh capricorn 1 uh it's a, it's a brilliantly top thriller thriller about a bogus mission to Mars and the government's murderous attempts to sweep the fakery under the carpet. So um go ahead and check those books out, man. Um there's there's actually one <clears throat> there's a there's a movie that came out uh called Moonwalkers. Moon Moonwalkers, I think. Uh, it's got Rupert Grint and um what's his name? Ron Perlman in it. it just came out recently. You can find it on Netflix. It's, it's a movie that came out about them setting up the the moon landing like faking it for uh, hollywood and uh Rupert Grant's kind of a scumbag who uh, pretends that uh, his friend is Stanley Kubrick because he because he needs money but it it's a good one um there's also one that i i love uh, on a side note um it's a horror movie called Apollo 18 i don't know if anyone's seen that um we all know Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks but Apollo 18 was supposedly the last Ap- Apollo seventeen was the last mission to the moon supposedly, and uh this movie it tells that uh unbeknownst to the public there was an Apollo eighteen which went to the moon and it's the real reason we never went back and basically it's like a found footage film uh about these astronauts that go to the moon and they're attacked by aliens uh really really great movie really really creepy I loved it um' <clears throat> so that kind of kind of jumping off topic there that goes with uh with the moon landing theory. Um the next one <coughs> sorry is the uh the the Dyatlov Pass incident. Um now this is kind of a, a less less widely known story. Um it took place in the Ural Mountains in the in the Ural Mountains in February of 1959. Uh the deaths of nine otherwise Healthy people on a ski trek in, a snowy, in the snowy wastes of Russia became a commonly explored topic in Russia, particularly because of its more inexplicable details. Um, investigation revealed that the trekkers' ha- tent had apparently been ripped open from the inside, while strange wounds were found on the bodies of the victims. Um, the incident's records were kept locked away until 1990, when the story began to spread more widely. Um, <clears throat> there were suggestions that the trekkers may have stumbled upon some sort of secret Soviet weapon experiment, and that some of the bodies were found to be highly radioactive um it's a strange and tragic story and and as often as the case with these kinds of mysteries it's like the lack of definitive account of what happened uh that that makes it the subject of uh so much speculation um but you can watch uh some movies about it um in twenty thirteen uh devil's pass uh that one that one's kind of about this this one here um it's a it's like a found footage uh horror movie. Um, and I'm going to actually give you guys uh, a bonus one this week. So you're going to have six, uh, six crazy conspiracy theories here. Uh, this one's actually been proven to be true. So, uh, say what you will about this too. It's Project MK Ultra. Um, I, I'm sure many of you guys know what MKUltra is. If you don't, um, it, it differs from the other theories, um, <clears throat> mostly because it is confirmed. But it's uh, it, it's very real and highly disturbing conspiracy rather than one based on urban legends. Um, basically, in the 1950s, the CIA began to conduct secret research into mind control and how, to, how the use of drugs such as LSD, um, sensory deprivation, and other extreme physical experiences could affect the human brain, and in many cases without the tough subjects knowing, uh, the, without their knowledge or consent. So uh, basically creating sleeper agents. Um, <coughs> The scale and scope of uh, MK Ultra is far too broad and grim to describe in detail, um, but it, it, it's merely sufficient to say that although many files pertaining to MK Ultra were destroyed, the de- declassification of twenty thousand documents in the late seventies meant that the the breadth of what went on in uh, between nineteen fifty three and nineteen seventy three is now officially acknowledged. Um, <clears throat> you could check out uh, the movie Jacob's Ladder um, that talks a lot. It, it's a lot about MK Ultra uh people using hallucinogenic drugs on uh, unwitting victims um the men who stare at goats that's a that's a perfect uh, adaptation uh, with with George Clooney of what mk ultra was um <clears throat> and if you want to know more check out the unbelievable H- podcast because they have uh they've got plenty of episodes on mk ultra um and funny sound clips to go with it so um uh check that out um there's there's tons of books and stuff but there's there's uh six uh conspiracy theories based on or movies that are based on conspiracy theories and even uh, a couple that were confirmed so um i love doing these man this is i love uh learning new things and and expanding your mind and 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 checking out things that you wouldn't normally think about such as such as all these things but um yeah there's your top five for the week All right. With that theme, you know it means it's time to get into our recommendations of the week. Um, yep, got the song. Got the song back. It's a new song. We're gonna use it. It's cool. That's the theme from here on out. So, um, <clears throat> what I'm gonna say, uh, I don't really haven't really done much of anything uh, th- this last week or anything. But um, one thing I love, and I've been an advocate for for a while on here, is. Um, Family time. I love I love uh being with my family and my kids and my, my wife and everything. And one big thing that we do um often is uh play board games. Um whether we got, you know, five minutes or an hour, we, we play board games. Um and I, I I couldn't recommend that more. We've got this one uh sitting at the table at all times. It's called um uh, mind mind teasers, I think. And it's basically um, you know, <clears throat> for those of you who have kids and and you go to you go to pick your kid up from school, um, there's nothing more frustrating than asking him, you know, hey, what'd you do today? And you're uh, I don't know stuff. Well, did you have a good day? Yeah. Well, what'd you do for lunch? I don't know stuff. And It gets frustrating, right? So we have this game uh, at the table called Mind Mind Menders Mind Teasers, and uh, basically what that is, it's set up for uh, for my kid. He's uh, when we're eating dinner at the table. <coughs> We have him pull a card out of the box, and basically it's a conversation starter. It comes with a fact and a question, and and a picture and everything. And so you can actually uh, it makes him think and gets him engaged in conversation and get your kids to talk better. They have all different ages and stuff, but um, I'm going to recommend that. I'm also going to recommend the Ghostbusters board game uh, since it is Halloween related. That game is incredible. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, how they did it so well, but uh, it's a tile-based game. Uh, you have three different, three, four different campaigns that you have to play through to beat the entire game. And we have yet to do it, man. We're still stuck on, I think, campaign two. But um, each one, y- you get this little card that shows you how to set up your tiles. And um, basically, you play a story. It's like a video game uh, in board game form. And you get to play as all the Ghostbusters. You get to ride in the Ecto-1. Uh, you get to you get to fight Stay Puft and Slimer. Which is awesome, and the the models they're they're very detailed. Stay Puft is actually pretty heavy, and uh, <clears throat> it's a pretty pricey game, but it, it's well worth it. And they just came out with Ghostbusters too, so I'm gonna have to go buy that and uh, and uh, check out Vigo and all that stuff. But um, and I also got one uh, Bill and Ted's uh, excellent board game. Uh, It's by Steve Jackson Games, the same guy that does Munchkin. Um, And basically, you have to go through the circuits of time collecting uh, historical figures of importance uh, to pass your history test, just like the movie. So um, I'm going to recommend those this week. Uh, Ghostbusters, Bill & Ted, because I love nostalgia, and uh, mind teasers for uh, conversation starters with your family. So um, there's your recommendations for the week. Um, what are your favorite conspiracy theories? That's the question I'm going to ask. Um, <clears throat> are you into conspiracy theories? What do you think of them? <clears throat> Am I a nut? But <laughs> uh, you can answer that. Uh, go to uh, Facebook.com/slash this podcast is just okay. Um, or you can email me at kissmember34 at gmail.com. That's k i s s m e m b r thirty four at gmail.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at, at kissmember34. Twitter uh, OzMusic34 and I'm on YouTube at Kissmember34 where I haven't posted in a while but I do uh, I do occasionally do uh, acoustic videos and covers and stuff I actually have some ghost footage on there too if you want to go and scroll through that and and find that stuff Uh, back right after I graduated high school uh, a few friends of mine and myself we went around uh, around town I got a list of all the haunted places in our state and we uh, started going to all these ones in our area with a video camera and the video that I posted on YouTube a few years back, it took about six weeks of filming every single night before we even got anything on film. Um, we had seen it a few times, but never captured it on film. So I know a lot of people see that video and they're like, oh, it's fake. Did I wish I, could, I knew how to fake stuff. I don't know how to do video editing, which is why I'm not using YouTube. I'm using SoundCloud. so um but you can check that out. Um, you can also go to cafépress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise if you want to buy a t shirt or a mug or, or a hat or a wallet with my face on it. Because, um, you know, I've got two designs that I created. Uh, one has got the horse mask that you see on the logo here every week, and the other one's uh, an 8 bit version of myself that says mediocrity at its finest, uh, which I love. I, I designed that myself, and uh, it's on there. So cafépress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. Um <clears throat> I think that's it for the week. I'm also on iTunes. Uh if you if you're listening on iTunes, cool. If not, go to iTunes. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It takes thirty seconds of your time. Search this podcast is just okay. Leave me a review, man. One stars if you hate it. Five stars if you love it. Three stars if you're in the middle. Um that determines where my show ends up in the new and noteworthy section. Even though I'm not really new and noteworthy, I've been around for almost two years, but it's still still I guess kind of fresh. So go ahead and Leave me a rating, comment, subscribe, like it, uh, do your thing. Uh, same with SoundCloud. Let me know you guys like it. Um, email me. I'd love answering your questions. And we'll have to do a Q&A part three at some point. So um, for now, uh, enjoy your, your Halloween night, uh, your spooky treats, uh, your Halloween movies. Uh, scare, some, scare some folks, but not in the way that the clowns are doing. And uh, have yourself a week, man. I'll catch you guys next time.